Proud to announce our new sponsorship with anothergreatadventure.com, the official travel agency of Annie Up Consulting. Let me tell you all about anothergreatadventure.com. It's your premier site for traveling. They have cruises, luxury travel, food and wine tours, event tickets, and more. Uh, this is the place you want to go. For all my sporting event fans, you want to go to the World Cup? How about this season's Super Bowl, the Masters, the Final Four, World Series, Kentucky Derby, anything you want, anothergreatadventure.com can get you there. You all should check them out, especially now for their Black Friday sales. Call them now, 813-575-8770. Get everything you need as the travel season picks up. So it's time to pack your bags and travel with anothergreatadventure.com. morning welcome back to another episode of what's the line monday morning podcast i'm jordan we got mike and p all right p kick us off with last night's recap between the tennessee titans and the kansas city chiefs the chiefs defeat the tennessee titans 20 to 17 in kansas city the titans covered a 13 and a half to 14 point spread uh the titans now 13 and 9 against the spread as a road dog under head coach mike Vrabel. Um, you know, Kansas City gets it done, but it was in overtime. It was a real muck it up performance, uh, which Tennessee likes. But Mahomes did his thing, especially on that last drive, just using his feet, using his feet. He threw for over 400 total yards, 63 on the ground, and he ran one in Mahomes. Um, so impressive performance, over 100 yards receiving for Travis Kelsey, another 80 um, for Juju, and 79 for Nicole Harmon. So, they played pretty well. Um, Titans defense, you can throw on them. Um, Malik Willis, only five completed passes. I don't believe any to a wide receiver. Um, so something to monitor, but Titans cover, Chiefs win. All right, so let's get into some games. In the early window, the Dolphins defeat the Chicago Bears 35-32. Bears cover the six-point spread and are now 7-11 and at the spread as home dogs since 2018. The Dolphins are now three and five and one at the spread as a row favorite since 2018. Uh, Mike, kick us off. Hey, first of all, it feels good to be back. Um, yes. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna, uh, I wanna talk about Justin Fields, uh, who had a hell of a game. He played his ass off. I uh, know, I know the Dolphins got the win, you know, as expected uh, by many, but Justin Fields, he played an incredible game. Also broke Mike Vick's record for most rushing yards uh, by quarterback in the game. Uh, but for the Dolphins, Tua, he looked spectacular. I know he kind of looked like he kind of pissed the game away a little bit towards the end and kind of let the Bears back into it. Um, but, you know, he was good. Uh, Tyreek Hill, he's been spectacular all season long. Uh, another monster game. And he's been rolling. And the Dolphins, they kind of getting their act together as they improved to six and three. Uh, but I was, I was, I was impressed by the Dolphins a little bit, but I was super duper impressed by Justin Fields. Y'all know that's my guy. I've been stamping it. Uh, but yeah, shout out to the Dolphins. They win. The uh, Bears get the covering, bro. Yeah, for me, uh, I mean, this game, I was really interested in the Bears and seeing if they were covering this spot. It seemed like a pretty good spot for them. Um, but if you told me the Dolphins are going to score 35, I would have not liked the spot. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Justin Fields played a hell of a game. Three passing touchdowns. Um, he was running all over the place. Hard to tackle for guys uh, in open space. 
Um, so that was good to see. And like you said, Tua, like you said, Mike Tua did look good out there. Um, I thought maybe he would struggle um, in that Chicago win a little bit. It wasn't too crazy, but um, they got it done. Didn't cover the spread. Bears covered the spread, but uh, Dolphins win. And, you know, see how they uh, keep it going going forward. Okay. Next up, Chargers get on the road and get the win against the Falcons 2017. The Chargers cover the two-and-a-half-point spread. The Chargers are now 4-4-1 at the spread as a road favorite since 2020. The Falcons are now six and three at the spread this season. What happened with this game? First, I want to say I'm a little hurt for my guy P. Uh, he was on the Falcons, but this game was weird, and I really feel for him because I actually watched this game, and I know P might bring up the fumble, the Austin Eckler fumble. I think it was an Austin Eckler fumble, but the ball it ended up. Both teams ended up recovering it. Uh, in the same possession. It was it was freaking crazy. The Falcons, they had that game won. They had it in the bag, if we're being totally honest, and they just they just folded, man. To be honest, I couldn't even touch this game because the Chargers have been known for, like, blowing leads. Uh, Falcons, we all know. I don't have to get deep into it, but this game was pretty dramatic for as low scoring as it was. Um, Austin Eckler, he did his thing. Um, the Chargers, they got other guys to step up, you know, with the absences of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, uh, specifically Josh Palmer, who had a nice game. But yeah, this, this game was just freaking nutty. Like, if, if you know, you know. If you watched it, because I was really just like, what the hell is going on? But uh, Chargers got out of there with a W, but I wasn't impressed. I'll say that. Yeah, this game was so painful for me. I mean, it was a push. I had the Falcons plus three. Um, but this game, like, I, I felt like I was on the right side. And it, there's just so many. Uh, the guy, one of the guys fumbles in the red zone. The guy, uh, Chargers player, just takes it out of his hands. Uh, Mariota misses Kyle Pitts for a wide open, like, touchdown, like 60-plus yards. Um, and then uh, Eckler fumbles the ball late. And the defensive fat man player just picks up the ball and just fumbles it without being touched. It was just so painful. And I still got the push. And it was just like, what what a day. Like, didn't didn't work out for me. Just a push. But um, definitely felt like the Falcons should have won that game outright. Yeah, you, you was definitely on the right side, bro. Like, 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get into our Week 9 awards. Mike, kick us off with your best game plan. Best game plan, I got to go with the New York Jets, uh, Robert Sala and those guys. Um, they they hung tough with the Bills, obviously got the win. Uh, the Jets have been a pleasant surprise right now. They improved to 6-3. and three. And, you know, they got Zach Wilson as their QB, and they had the likes of Joe Flacco in there, and they're still 6-3. and three. So, I mean, to be honest, they had the best game plan almost every week this year. I think the last time I was here, I gave them best game plan against the Packers, um, but I've been pleasantly surprised and impressed with the New York Jets. I think they had the best game plan uh, taking down the mighty, mighty Bills. So, yeah, shout out to Robert Sala and those boys. Great game plan. Great W. Yeah, same for me. Best game plan. Definitely the Jets this week. Sauce Gardner just becoming a star uh, each and every week. But, um, I mean, definitely best game plan for them. It's really tough to win in the NFL, um, but the Buffalo kind of makes it look easy. Um, but they win. Um, the Jets win as a, a plus 430. You could have got them on the money line. Um, held Josh Allen just 205 passing yards. 
two interceptions on a day. That's big. That's not easy at all. Um, so they got it done. Um, so kudos to the Jets. Best game. Yeah, I'll agree with you guys on that as well. All right, MVP, who you got? Uh, my MVP is Justin Fields. I, I hate to say MVP in a losing effort, but God balled out, man. They, the Bears didn't lose because of him. I'll say that. Um, just a monster game, three touchdowns in the air. Also did his thing on the ground. Uh, that's probably my MVP. I'm probably a little biased as well, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, for me, it would be uh, Joe Mixon, five touchdowns on the day. Uh, really killed my Carolina Panthers and my Hayden Hurst that has had Hayden Hurst to go for at least 40 receiving yards. He is 35 and um, backup quarterback in the fourth quarter. They just ran the ball. Um, so it looks like he, he would have got that number if it was a close game, but it was not. But Joe Mixon, 22 carries, 153 total rushing yards, another 58 on the in the air, five total tugs. He's my MVP today. Yeah, I had Joe Mixon as well. I was a little pissed off with him last Monday, but, I mean, he came back in a big way today. <laughs> uh, he's running back to killing my bets. All yeah, right. those, those rushing yards, is the Monday night rushing yards, yeah. All right, and then your WTF moment this week, Mike. Um, I really wanted to be the Packers, but, I mean, I've been having that moment with them all year. Um, but I hate to say it, it got to be the Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I don't, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers doesn't care about football or is he just <laughs> – bro's just out there. Bro's just another guy, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Uh, three interceptions on the day. I mean, I know the Lions says, you know, the, the Lions should have been in it and, you know, they, they won, obviously. But, but God damn it, Aaron Rodgers looked like he was, he was playing for the other team today with those three picks. He, he was there. I don't know, man. <laughs> he just wasn't good. He just wasn't sharp. Packers haven't been sharp all year. Um, I feel like I'm kind of like expecting something out of them just because it's like, you know, what we've grown accustomed to. You know, it's Aaron Rodgers, uh, back-to-back MVP and all that stuff. And I, I guess I just got to stop getting my hopes up or stop having these high expectations because it's clearly not happening for Aaron Rodgers and these Green Bay Packers sitting at three and six right now. Yeah, speaking of high expectations, you never know if he's actually like high out there. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but my WTF moment uh, for the week is either I was going to go with this Falcons guy who just fumbled the ball without being touched on the defense, but no, I'm no, actually gonna, no, please, please go with him, bro. Nah, because, no, no, Mike. Same thing. I have I have to go bigger picture because NFL oh. two 4 p.m. games like come on like you're killing us. Oh, I mean, yeah. red zone I, was just so you know what I mean. I mean I seen like a whole Sauce Gardner a full full post game mm-hmm. interview like. <laughs> instead of, like, a gaming play. And it's just like, come on, like, spread out the games. Like, do better. We can't just have two 4 p.m. games. Oh, can I say another one? Because the Rams completely, and Sean McVay, they completely botched that game. Um, They're supposed to get out of there with a W, and Sean McVay just kind of went super conservative. And, uh, you know, it was a pass interference late in that game, and the Buccaneers ended up escaping with a win. Uh, Rams, what are you doing? Neither one of these teams have been sharp, but Rams, I felt like they had that game. Okay. Well, I'll go with, with the Falcons player because nobody yes. touched him. 
There was no one there. He just simply fumbles the ball. I don't know if he had, you know, the big man touchdown highlights in his in his in his vision. And he thought he was gonna seal the game, but you you just can't do that. Like I know I touched you. Like, how do you I got a second one? My second one, Curtis Samuel T D. The ref gets hit and just lays in the field for a couple seconds. What you doing, my guy? Get up, watch the play, make a call. Like I just thought that was funny. He kind of killed me a little bit. So those are my two for the week. I, di- I didn't peep the referee. I got to go back on. I Watch the replay. Was- yeah, I, gotta- Watch I, the I, didn't- I didn't peep it either. I got yeah. to see. He was like, kind of like at the 15, the Vikings defender hits him and he just, just lays out in the field while the play is still going. So he doesn't even see what Curtis Samuel did. Mm. All right. Monday night. We got Lamar Jackson and the Ravens heading to New Orleans to face the Saints. The Ravens are two and a half point favorites over under 45. The Ravens are 22, 15, and three at the spread in non divisional games since 2019, 2016, and two after a win, and 12, eight, and one as road favorites. The Saints are 10 and nine at the spread versus AFC teams since 2018, four and six home dogs, 27 and 23 after win. And they're actually 24 and 24 all time on Monday night football. So Mike, what do you expect from this game? Hold on, actually, what do you expect from this game as a Saints fan on Friday? Hi, I mean, I like I, I like this matchup. I, I think this is a game that we can still. I kind of had this on my schedule, kind of being a little curious about this, but Mark Andrews uh, didn't travel. Um, Gus Edwards, availability still up in the air. Um, Bateman's out. I think this is an opportunity to defense to kind of repeat what they did last week against uh, Las Vegas and see what happens. But mobile quarterbacks kind of kill us, so that's kind of my only thing. I think if we can kind of keep Lamar contained in the pocket and force him to throw, which the last couple of weeks haven't been, you know, his strongest. He's kind of making mistakes, bad interceptions late in the game. If we can get the pressure up front and get to him, um, I like us in this. Um, Andy Dalton's getting a start. Jarvis Landry might be back. Um, I think Kamara would be huge in the passing game again, as we saw from him last week. Um, I think we just kind of play a solid game, no mistakes. I don't see why we can't get this win. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. Uh, the line, to me, the spread is just a little short. I mean, I know Ravens are on the road, but I, I definitely think this is a winnable game for the Saints. Um, I do expect Lamar Jackson to do his thing in prime time. Um, but I, I, I think this game is going to be a pretty good game. I'm kind of split on who I think is going to win it. Uh, might be, you know, looking at a total. Um, but I, I got some action for y'all, though. P, what you, what you think about this game? Uh, like, like Jordan said, I'm really just curious how the Saints are going to deal with a mobile quarterback. You know, it's kind of in a spot I fade the Saints uh, in. Is that I feel like I lost money on them against Jalen Hurts' first star like a few, couple of years, two, three years back. So since then, like, you know, they haven't played well against mobile quarterbacks. So I really want to see how Lamar performs. Um, and the lights are bright and no Mark Andrews as well. So I just want to see how that goes. Okay. Mike, kick us off with your best bet. I got to, to make up for my absence. Um, my apologies to all the listeners out there. Uh, but I got two best bets. Uh, first one is going to be Alvin Kamara over four and a half receptions. Uh, last week, um, what he did was incredible. 
uh, not just, you know, scoring three touchdowns, but also uh, in the receiving game. He had nine catches last week. And, you know, Michael Thomas has been put on IR. Uh, you know, I, you know, Kamara, Kamara low-key wide receiver one. Uh, uh, next to my guy, Alave. <laughs> next to my guy, Alave, and that's my second best bet. I like Chris Olave over 64 and a half receiving yards. And that's how we're doing it, man. I'm rocking with the Saints guys this week. What you got? All right, so I am going to take Lamar Jackson over nine and a half rushing attempts. Um, you know, no Mark Andrews this week. Uh, we know the Saints, um, you know, have kind of, you know, been vulnerable to mobile quarterbacks. So I think he's going to use his legs a little more. So I'm going to take over nine and a half rushing attempts. Okay. Isaiah likely is the only reason I don't have three best bets because I didn't see any, uh, I didn't see any lines up for him. But I think he's gonna do uh, do well. Uh, we saw what he did in that last game, and we all know Titans is a big. I mean, tight ends is a big part of the Ravens' offense. Uh, but I, I like his props. Whenever I see some numbers, I didn't see anything out for him. And I'm gonna go with uh, Alvin Kamara over 36 and a half receiving yards. Um, like I said, coming off a big win last week, and um, him getting involved in the passing game is real part of the reason why Andy Dalton is QB one right now. And I expect them to to continue to click. Um, Kamara's emerging, kind of like you said, wide receiver one when we need him with Mike being out and Olave still coming along. So I expect another big uh, receiving game for him. All right. Anything else you want to add, guys? I got nothing. All right. Well, that'll wrap up another episode of What's the Line Monday Morning Podcast. We'll see you guys next week.